This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Time now for WEEI Football Sunday with Fitzy and Hart. WEEI Football Sunday is co-sponsored by Zudi. Build any application your company needs in one week. Visit ZUDY.com for your free trial. By New England Recovery Center in Westboro where recovery is possible by your local New England Kubota tractor dealers by Northeast Electrical where pros need pros at needco.com by Catches Law Group the personal injury pros at catcheslaw.com and by Anderson Windows and your local Anderson Windows dealer now WEEI Football Sunday Third and final hour. It's actually a half an hour of WEEI Football Sunday coming at you here on 93.7 FM WEEI all across the WEEI Sports Radio Network and, of course, via the Odyssey app. We're with you till 1230, at which time we will take you to Super Wild Card Weekend Sunday coverage. It's the pregame of the Miami Dolphins and the legend of Skylar Thompson making their way to Highmark Stadium in a very emotional Buffalo, New York, where Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, and a special appearance, as we are told by DeMar Hamlin, await them in what should be another memorable scene on a playoff weekend. And then, of course, we've got Vikings-Giants at 440 today. I cannot wait to watch that one, Andy. I think that's going to be an epic game because the last game between the two of them was tremendous, a 27-24 last-second victory with a 61-yard field goal by Greg Joseph to win it for the Vikings. And then tonight, who knows what kind of game we're going to get at 8:15 when the Ravens and their cadre of quarterbacks not named Lamar Jackson take on the Cincinnati Bengals at Paycor Stadium. Time now real quick for the Catches Law Group injury report. It's brought to you by Catches Law Group, New England construction workers. If you're injured on the job, Catches has your back at catcheslaw.com. Okay, uh, Andy, no Lamar Jackson tonight for the Ravens. Uh, do you give the the Ravens any chance at all, any chance at all by trotting out uh, a compromised Huntley uh, God, I don't even know who the rest of their quarterback. Are we going to see like running backs under center tonight for them to make up for what they don't have in Lamar Jackson? Mark Andrews throwing a pass for all we know. Like, how do the Ravens, who have been offensively compromised all season, and I don't think have scored more than seventeen points on purpose in two months, how do they possibly keep pace with the Bengals? Well, first of all, it's uh, Anthony Brown is the third quarterback. Um, the it's a division game in that division can be weird we know that we've seen it over the years because of the physicality and the rivalries like i know we like to say these teams get together throw the records out well that's kind of that division so that i give them a puncher's chance because it is a division game um do i think they have much of a chance no because i think the bengals are a good football team you know i think joe burrow is special in a matchup of joe burrow versus huntley and or brown and or both um no 
I, I don't think they have a great chance. They don't have great, you know, playmakers. It's If they had Tyreek Hill, for example, and I know the Dolphins, I think, are the biggest underdog in wildcard weekend history. At I think like it's 13 14. and a half at this yeah. point, right? Um, like, they have a little bit of a puncher's chance, I guess, just because Waddle and Hill can go 80 yards on any given play. You, you don't even really have that massive threat with the Ravens, right? Like, their best player is Mark Andrews. He's not that. He's not that dynamic mm-hmm. kind of player. He's more, he could get six catches in a drive, but can the quarterback throw six completions in a drive will be the question. So, it, because it's the AFC North and that division does lend itself to occasional weird results and matchups, puncher's chance, I guess, but no, I think the Bengals should cruise into the next round. Holy smokes, as we talked about Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, the final person selected in the 2022 NFL Draft, becoming a little bit of a late-season and postseason legend in San Francisco. It's Tyler Huntley, who, like we said, had a rough week at practice and hasn't been himself in a couple of weeks, and undrafted Anthony Brown is the third-string quarterback for the Ravens. I mean, if they're able to keep pace with Roquan Smith and what will likely be a very physical Ravens defense slowing down the Bengals enough to try to find a way to score enough points to win a low-scoring affair, and I do love the under in this game tonight. Talk about impressive. I think most people walked into this or, or walking into this one thinking it's going to be an absolute whooping. This one is nine and a half points right now uh, with the Bengals hosting tonight against the Ravens. Also on the injury front with our Catches Law Group injury report, Teron Armstead, the left tackle for the Miami Dolphins, is going to give it a go today, even though he has, I'll just call it an operation board of injuries right now, just a an absolute host of everything. Apparently, he could have had season-ending surgery after week one. His foot injury was so bad, but he's gutted it out with the pectoral, the knee, the foot, and so much more. But offensive lineman Liam Eichenberg is inactive uh, for the Dolphins today. 13.5-point favorites. I Is there any way that that's not at, like, at least a 20-point win for the Bills today? Uh, No. No, I don't think so. Um, I haven't checked the weather. Is there any significant wind? Is there a Patriots-like windstorm in Buffalo that could alter that? Because if not, no. I don't think we're going to get the rugby match weather up there today. That could be a tough one for... That could be a very tough one indeed for the Miami Dolphins. Oh, gee whiz, as an AFC East compatriot, don't you hate to see it? All right, Andy, let's get to, before we talk a little bit of Schefter and uh, do our final preview and prediction before we punch out at 1230 today, Andy Hart, Sunday 7, the 2022 Patriots Awards. Take it away. Well, I know everybody want, wanted to sort of bury 2022 off that loss in Buffalo that included the big plays and the kickoff returns and seemed like everybody was just ready to start feasting on the offseason and Belichick and Kraft going at it with comments and emails and letters and all this. Like, I feel like we need to properly acknowledge 2022. It was not fun. I'll admit that. It was disappointing. It was unfulfilling. They didn't make the playoffs. They finished at 8-9. and nine. What could go wrong did go wrong. What we expected to go wrong did go wrong. But there were some positives. Can we agree on that? There were some good things along the way there are some bright spots for sure and there are some people that are under contract or not currently under contract that i know most of patriots fans would love to see with the team in 2023 and beyond yes so i wanted to acknowledge the individual performances before we turn the page and i thought the sunday seven was the best place to do it so mvp of your 2022 new england patriots have you read this or should i ask you for your opinion can you give me an unbiased opinion the offensive MVP of the 2020. No, just MVP. Just MVP. Oh, MVP of the team. Just oh, MVP wow. of the team. Who would you give the MVP award to? 
I would give it to Ramondre Stevenson. Ding, 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 ding. Great minds on Six Rings podcast. Oh, Think wonderful. alike. Uh, I agree. Rejoice. I thought he you know, had a breakout season. He led them in rushing. He led them in receiving. And for an offense that really had not a whole hell of a lot else going on, Ramondre Stevenson at times was even predictable that he was getting the ball, and I thought he did his best. Now, I know there's a certain portion of you people – and I'm pointing to you, Fitzy. You people. Oh, do you have to? I thought we were going to get through one show together without nope. you pulling a you people. Nope. There's a certain portion of you people that will hold losses to the Raiders and Bengals very much against Ramondre Stevenson. But I would argue you would not have been in position to maybe make the playoffs. You would not have had eight wins without Ramondre Stevenson. So you should be careful how much you hate him over a fumble and a lateral uh, in those two games. I know. Listen, at the same time, you have to respect both the gains that he made this year and the effort that he brought forth. He was also supposed to be part of a running back by committee and, in fact, had to carry the ball and be (laughs) the offense on one of the most torpid, lethargic offenses I think any of us have seen in recent years in the NFL. So he tried to do too much. If you put him in a successful position where he isn't trying to do too much and has a healthy complement next to him, Sky is the limit for him. So, I th- yes, I have turned all Patriots positive from Andre. I think people do forget, by the way, he led you in receptions, and when we started the summer, you had the question of, could James White return? Could Ty Montgomery hold down the fort until James White returns? Could both of those guys be your passing back? There was Mike Reese telling me that Pierre Strong was going to be the pass-catching back, and I mm-hmm. told you, I think, pretty early on, the guy who's going to catch the ball is Ramondre Stevenson, and he did. But that was not a given back in the summer. It wasn't even a given in August and September. So I give him my MVP award. Offensive player of the year, Jacoby Myers. Again, mm. controversial a bit based on the lateral in Las Vegas that went awry. But Jacoby Myers, when healthy, did what he do, and that's get open and catch the football. Second on the team in receptions, uh, 67 catches, career high, six touchdown receptions and I think Jacoby Myers was one of your two consistent offensive contributors really to this season so I gave the award to Jacoby Myers any any pushback uh I mean you could have also given that to Mondre as well but he was was one of the brighter spots one of the most consistent performers I did like the uptick in touchdowns this year I like the red zone usage and as he showed with that amazing catch in Buffalo, like he's got a little toe, like we've always known he's got big clutch hands, but a little toe drag swag from Kobe as well. Absolutely. And I think he's one of those guys, the more he does, the more he gains confidence that he can do it. Like I know we paint him as just a possession, get open, catch the football, fall down receiver. I think he's starting to maybe have confidence that he can be more of that. We should also acknowledge he's heading into free agency. Who knows whether mm-hmm. he'll be back with the Patriots. Defensive player of the year. I think this is an easy one, but I'll let you voice it. Defensive player of the year. If you don't even red sleeves, then do you even DPOY, bro? Exactly. Your uh, sack master, 15.5 sacks on the season. Tied for, I believe, fourth in the NFL. Yes, fourth in the NFL with those sacks. 28 QB hits. Now, he only had one sack in the final four games, so I don't know if people still think there's a late season thing with Matthew Judon, but I thought he was sort of the the centerpiece of the defense. The front, I thought, carried the back end more often than not. We can talk about the depth issues at corner and all that. Judon showed up every week, and I think he deserves credit, by the way, for playing 17 games, two consecutive seasons to start his Patriots career. There's value in that beyond the plays. 
Yes, and to top it off, he didn't experience the second half swoon that he did as much last year. Now, granted, both first halves of Matthew Judon's first two seasons in uh, a Patriots uniform were absolutely dominant. And then last year, of course, second half of the season, or at least the final third, he was nowhere to be seen, whether it was fatigue, injury management, COVID, or what, who only knows. This year, he still actually got a couple sacks along the way, but I also think uh, the Matthew won in Ju- the last four games. He still fell off on the last uh, four games. However, do you think, you know, the emergence of Dietrich Wise this year, or rather the, the uh, step forward that Dietrich took, as well as the emergence of Josh Uche, can sort of like mitigate the last quarter sure. uh, swoon of Judon? It was not as obvious and dramatic, but I still think it's a thing he's going to deal with um, because the numbers just don't balance out quite as bit down the stretch. Um, special teams player of the year. I feel this is also a simple one, but who would you vote for, Fitzgerald? Special teams player of the year? It's got to be. I mean, dude. I mean, it's the only dude. guy who went all pro for the Patriots. Marcus Jones, kid. Absolutely. I mean, I think you could have argued Nick Folk had a good year. Um, especially early in the year before Pilardi took over the holding duties and before he had to take over the kickoff duties when he was back against, like, the Lions just doing what he do, and that's five field goals to help you to a uh, convincing win. But, yes, Marcus Jones, all pro. You said it. They drafted the best returner in college football, and they brought into the NFL the best returner potentially in the NFL, had the walk-off 84-yard punt return touchdown against the Jets, Um, just a dynamic playmaker with the ball in his hands. Breakout player of the year. Breakout player of the year. It's got to be Uche. You nailed it. I mean, yes. it obviously could be yes. Ramondre Stevenson. When Stevenson could have been Offensive Player of the Year, MVP, breakout player. He could have been all of these things. But Josh Uche, if you remember Steve Belichick, when he said that Uche would be a big piece of the Patriots puzzle on defense, we kind of were like, really? Uh, he was. 11 and a half sacks all over the second half of the season. Way more than the three he had combined in his first two years. Um explosive athlete they moved him around a little bit i think he took advantage of being opposite judon and all the guys that he played with up front but josh uche as he heads into a contract year his fourth year next year the former second round pick um he had a breakout year to become a uh, a really productive player for the front that again i think was the key to the defense overall that front helped the back end overcome some of its depth and issues. Josh uche, and now josh uche correct me if i'm wrong heads into a pivotal season it'll be his fourth year with the patriots uh, that'll be the end of his rookie contract. So if you think you saw something from him finally making a year three breakthrough, Josh Uche, I would say 14 sacks next year, like major contract year type of effort. Well, why not uh, 23? If he had 11 over the second half of this year, double it, that would be 23 sacks in a full season next year heading into a contract year. That'd be good for his bank account if he could have 23 sacks next year. Yes, it would. Andy, we'll get to the rest of the awards in just a second. Of course, we are, well, we're off the air in 13 minutes. We got a trend, run some commercials. We'll finish it up. up. We'll give you our predictions for the wild card games, and then we'll take you to coverage of Bills and Dolphins. Here's Ethan on WEI Football Sunday, trending now. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEI. Trending now brought to you by Wise Snacks. It's the football postseason win or go home. And Boston Sports Original has all the news, all the takes, and all the games. WEEI's coverage of the NFL playoffs is sponsored by Wise Snacks. Go to wisegameday.com for your chance to win one of 100 authentic pro football jerseys now. 
Trending here at WEI and WEI.com. Super Wild Card Weekend is off and running for the NFL. The San Francisco 49ers beating the Seattle Seahawks 41-23. to And the Jacksonville Jaguars storming back in the second half to take down the Los Angeles Chargers 31-30 to on a last-second field goal. You can catch all three playoff games today here at WEI with the Dolphins at Bills coming up first followed by the Giants at Vikings and then Ravens and Bengals wrapping up the evening. Coverage for all of that begins at 12.30 p.m. right after the show, so do not go anywhere. The Boston Celtics extending their winning streak to six games after beating the Charlotte Hornets 122-106 to yesterday. Jason Tatum leading the way in scoring for the team with 33 points on the night. The Celtics face the Hornets again tomorrow afternoon with tip-off set for 1 p.m. Eastern. And your Boston Bruins coming away with a victory 4-3 to over the Toronto Maple Leafs yesterday as well. Pasternak, Bergeron, Greer, and Grizzlick all contributing to the goals that they scored. The Bruins have the Philadelphia Flyers up next. Puck drop for that game is also set for 1 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. I'm Ethan Ersadulu, and that's what's trending here at WEI and WEI.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Final couple of minutes here on a WEI Football Sunday with your old pals Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Jumbo Hart. Looking forward to a super wild card Sunday of football. Of course, kickoff just 20, 35 minutes away, Andy, with Skylar Thompson and the Dolphins up in Buffalo against your son's favorite, Josh Allen, and those Buffalo Bills. Mm. But real quick, before we get to our predictions, then we'll wrap it up. The rest of your Patriots 2022 awards as you published this morning at WEI.com. So the last couple, uh, Rookie of the Year was Marcus Jones. He gets the double dip, special teams and rookie. I don't know how you could not give it to him. He played all three phases of the game, scored touchdowns in all three phases of the game, and put his name in a category with Deion Sanders. So uh, pretty good company for young Marcus Jones. I dare say brightest spot of not just the rookies, maybe of the entire team this year. Oh, I I don't think you could go almost anywhere else. He was just so exciting, so fun to watch. He was he was sort of everything they weren't. Stepped up at big times, made big plays to help win games, the whole thing. And then coach of the year. Coach of the year, I did a um I did a Mike Mayock here and I didn't pick just one. I picked Steve Belichick and Gerard Mayo because as we know, neither was the mm-hmm. defensive coordinator. We don't know exactly how the uh, duties are uh, divided on defense, but the defense was the best part of the team, really the only consistent part of the team. So I think it had to be a defensive coach. I would have given consideration for DeMarcus Covington, who handles the defensive line in the front, which I thought was really good. Excellent. Um, I even think you could make an argument for uh, Mike Pellegrino, who coaches the cornerbacks. I think he had his challenges this year, as we Mm -hmm. talked about guys like Tay Hayes and getting called up. But I went with Steve Belichick. Gerard Mayo, and based on Curran's uh, interview with us earlier, certainly sounds like those guys will continue to work together in some form or fashion, which I think is huge for this defense moving forward. And if you missed Tom E. Curran's excellent appearance here on the WEI Football Sunday Show, you can go back and listen to it on the Odyssey app. Uh, You can also subscribe to the podcast of the WEI Football Sunday Show, or we'll post it later on to the Six Rings and Football Things podcast feed. Yeah, that was my... That was one of the things that piqued my curiosity and interest the most in talking to Tommy this morning. 
He doesn't necessarily, he's not going to rubber stamp it the same way that I'm confident Gerard Mayo would likely be the next coach of the Patriots, but can obviously see that in Bill loving Mayo and keeping him around so much, making him a priority retain this offseason. Could possibly make that something Bill Belichick is comfortable with. But what is the title that Mayo rolls into the 2023 season with? Because I think we all believe he's going to get titles and there will be more titles passed around to important figures on the team this year. I think um, the one that I proposed for Patricia at one point when I thought Mayo might be leaving, which was assistant head coach defense, it wouldn't surprise mm-hmm. me if Gerard Mayo got an assistant head coach title uh, to go with his you know, positional coaching duties, um, which would be good for him. I think carries some cachet would, you know, around the league would be seen as, oh, that's pretty impressive. He's Belichick's assistant head coach at this young point in his coaching career and probably helps his advancement, whether it's here in New England or elsewhere down the road. Yeah, I, I think so as well. I think he finally gets that extra little something uh, attached to his name, maybe a little pay bump as well, holding pattern type of job that validates his faith and his choice to stay with the organization and rewards him organizationally for all that work. But as far as the defensive structure goes, I don't think that changes too much. All right, Andy, we got three football games today coming up. Let's get your picks for how you think they shake out. Let's start 1 o'clock up in Buffalo. Another emotional scene. DeMar Hamlin rumored to be in attendance for the Buffalo Bills. 13.5-point favorites against the Dolphins. I do not believe Hamlin will be there. He just tweeted out that he'll be supporting from home. Okay, um, good. Okay. Buffalo Original, Bills, you. I think, win. Buffalo Bills, I think, probably even cover the 13.5. They're the better football team. Save a couple crazy big plays, and it's the back end of the Bills' defense at times has been susceptible. Um, they're obviously a little undermanned at the safety position, but saving big plays from Hill and Waddle, I think Josh Allen and company just roll. All right, I agree with you in that one. Uh, 440, a rematch of a thriller just a couple weeks back. The New York football Giants, 9-7-1, and possibly led by Coach of the Year Brian Dayball, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley and a bunch of receivers none of us have ever heard of against the Vikings, the Electoral College president of division champions, negative point differential hosting a playoff game with a 12-win season. Yeah, the uh, the Vikings can be infuriating. I think this is all on Kirk Cousins. This is a make-or-break game for Kirk Cousins. He has the talent. I know his defense isn't great, but he has the talent. He should win this game. He should outscore Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. And if he doesn't, this will fall at his feet. I think he gets the job done. I actually think Kirk Cousins is going to play well today. I think Kirk Cousins and the Vikings probably win this game by 7 to 10 points. It won't be a blowout, won't be a laugher, but I think they make more plays. Yeah, I, I have a feeling they should. W- I See, I just think there's too much talent on that team. Yep. I think Kevin O'Connell's done a good job. We'll see if we get, I don't know, which which Kirk Cousins do we get? Do we get the one that came out and was confident against the Patriots and had a good game. Giants have an excellent secondary, better D-line. Uh, I got the Vikings winning this one as well. And finally tonight, Andy, we got one minute left. Ravens, nine and a half point dogs. Bunch of random quarterbacks going into Cincinnati against a possible AFC championship caliber team, Joey Burr and the Bengals. I'm not going to bet against Joe Burrow too often. I'm certainly not going to do it against quarterbacks that I'm not sure should uh, even hold his jock strap. So Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Uh, win a uh, physical division battle rematch here. I got the Bengals and the under tonight as well. Thanks to everyone who tuned in and was a part of our WEEI Football Sunday. Good job, Ethan, producing. 
Thanks to Tommy Curran. Thanks to all of our sponsors, including our friends at Wise. It's the football season. Winner go home. And Boston Sports Original has all the news, all the takes, and all the games. WEI's coverage of the NFL playoffs today is sponsored by Wise Snacks. Go to wisegameday.com for your chance to win one of 100 authentic pro football jerseys. Take care, everyone, and enjoy the football Sunday. We take you now to coverage and the pregame of Dolphins at Bills here on WEI.